This is the Influencer Entrepreneurs Podcast with Jenny Melrose, where I strategize with business owners on how to grow and scale their businesses to hit their income goals. This is episode 373 of the Influencer Entrepreneurs Podcast with Jenny Melrose. Today, we're going to talk about how to ask for a testimonial by harnessing the voice of your clients. And we're talking to Lisa Spear. I'm really excited about this conversation. Lisa and I actually met in person. She was a speaker at an event that I attended, and I immediately knew I needed to have her come on the podcast. You're actually going to hear me talk a little bit about that. Before we jump into this episode, I want to make sure that if you are not already a member of my insiders group, that you take advantage of the special promo pricing that we are offering for all podcast listeners. You're going to hear me talk about how I actually did a deep dive about testimonials and more information inside the insiders group. And it's all because Anytime I get new information, I want to make sure that they are the first ones getting the inside information. So make sure if you haven't already joined us that you get your tush on over there. I would love to have you inside. Hi, Lisa. How are you? Hi, I'm great. Very good. I am so excited to have you on the podcast. We actually had the opportunity for me to hear you speak and I... I left after you speaking, came home, talked to my membership site users, my insiders, and I told them, I'm like, oh my goodness, this was such a wealth of information on testimonials. I'm just so excited about this topic because you did such a great job on it. But before we jump into that, will you actually introduce yourself and your business to my audience? Sure, I'd be happy to. So my name is Lisa Spear, and my business is Spearhead Solutions. And I focus on branding that brings out the soul of your business. So this is branding that goes beyond the surface level, and it actually reflects your vision, your values, and your vibe. And I offer full range of services from standalone brand strategy to brand audits to comprehensive brand packages. And I work with a lot of new and established businesses Um, I'd say my sweet spot is really working with professional service businesses, such as coaches, consultants, and creators. However, I've definitely worked with nonprofits and product businesses as well. Excellent. Yes. Okay. So let's really jump into this whole idea of getting a testimonial and then how to actually use it. So when is the right time to ask for a testimonial? So my idea for this is really when emotion and success is at its peak. So that can be when you've just completed a major milestone together, uh, you've completed a project with a client, but basically it's when they're happy because we know that that's when people are going to be most willing to say yes. Uh, There's the positive energy, there's the emotion, and the results are fresh in their mind. Now, I'd also say if tangible metrics are really important to your testimonial, you may want to follow up a second time later. So let's say in a quarter, you follow up to get the real data points. So someone might say, you know, after working with so-and-so, our profits increased 15%. If those metrics are really important to you, then I would say get the initial testimonial first while the emotion's high and then get the data points later. And then also, it's not impossible to get testimonials a month, six months, a year or two years later. It can just be a little more challenging because you do actually have to refresh people at that point. 
I'm so glad you brought up the numbers because I feel like numbers are just so important in a testimony because they kind of like bring your eyes straight to it. So I'm glad that you're giving that information about the data because it is something that I feel like we routinely talk about on this podcast is you have to back up everything you do with data. So love that. Well, and I noticed on your website, I did check it out before our talk today and I did see data points. So that's really good. And I think something like what I do with branding, it can be more challenging to have tangible data points. So with my clients, I'm always listening for clarity and confidence. Those are the two things. If they feel like they can get out there and then market themselves to the world, you know, a brand that's the beginning of their business. So there's just not going to be as much data. Or if it's a brand, a rebrand, you likely can get a little more data more quickly. But I do think for new businesses, it can be a little more challenging. So think for your own industry, your own business, like what's going to be the most impressive and the most impactful? And many times it is the data. Yes. And I think a lot of my listeners will say that they kind of struggle with that, figuring out what the data is for them because they are creating recipe ebooks or they are creating a course on parenting. And it's difficult for them, again, to measure that, right? And I love that you picked out the clarity piece for yourself as what your clients get from you, because I think it's also, it's time for a lot of my listeners. That's what they're giving their people back because they're making it easier for them to be able to do something. So if you can have someone say, you saved me five hours in the kitchen, or you saved me years of agony of trying to figure out how to better parent my kids, whatever it might be. Yeah, I have a perfect example for that. One of my clients uh, in the testimony, he said, I was searching for someone like you for two years, right? So he was looking for someone to define his niche and, and kind of stand out in the marketplace. And he just didn't know how to do it. So imagine you've spent two years of your life. So that is like a huge thing around time that you might not automatically think of. And it's a great, great data point. Another client of mine, you know, said something about um, the best money that she's ever spent was with me. And so, you know, when you think about it in those terms, it might not be your business has increased by a certain percentage or you built, brought in this much revenue, but there are always things that we can find a way to measure. Yes. Such good examples. Thank you. So how do I approach someone for a testimonial? Well, I already kind of teased the first part. It's make sure your clients are happy. And if you're not sure, um, I would start building something into your process. So whenever I complete brand strategy work with my clients, I'm always going to ask them a couple questions like, what was most valuable about this process? Was there anything missing or incomplete? That lets me know if there's anything that I need to you know, wrap up with them that they feel like was a missing because that can be a lingering um, pain point for them. And if you don't know that, they might not be a hundred percent happy. Um, and so, and I also ask them like, how would you describe this process to somebody else? Because in that I'm starting to get a clue of how they might describe, uh, their testimonial. So first is just making sure they're happy. Um, second is to, acknowledge what you've accomplished together. So in that moment, when you've hit a milestone or, you know, like many of us entrepreneurs, we're like onto the next, the next, the next. So partly it's acknowledging and celebrating what you've accomplished with your client because they might not be slowing down enough to do it themselves. And if you can help point it out, it also reinforces the great work you're doing together. And then the third is really just simple, you know, ask them, would you be willing to create a testimonial for the work we did together? And I like to keep it really simple. Sometimes people overthink it but a simple request. 
And you can do that whether you're in the moment with them on a in-person or a video call, or you can do that through email. Yes. And I think keeping it simple is always going to be your best bet for sure. So what should I think about before asking for a testimonial? Oh, that's a good one. Because really, testimonials are gold for your business, but simply asking doesn't ensure that it's going to be strong or effective. So I like to say, think about what's the anatomy of a strong and effective testimonial. And I've kind of mapped it out over the years. Like I've figured out what really works um, across the board, and it's also working for other people that I've shared it with. So the first part is really like painting the picture of the before. Like what were their challenges? What was the situation they were facing before they started working with you? I gave you the example of, you know, someone wasted two years looking for me. Um, Being conscious of some people don't want to talk about that they had a problem. You know, you, you want to make sure that people do have like that sense of they want to have their best foot forward in their business. So I always frame it around challenges or what was the situation before you hired me. And then you want to get into the second part is the after. What are the results you provided? How do they feel? It's also getting that emotion in. People make emotional buying decisions. And the more you can paint a picture of the challenge and the solution, uh, the emotion that people went through, it actually will connect with your prospects on a deeper level. They can more picture themselves in this person's shoes. The third is like what stood out to them. For example, you might have um, a unique process or approach and you want to highlight that. So by asking that kind of question, um, what stood out will really amplify that. You're not telling people what to say, but you are helping shape the direction of a testimonial when you understand what you want to highlight. So, and it could be like what value they got. So for somebody, it might be a monetary value. It might be a time value. And the fourth thing is, what was it like working with you? What was their experience? Again, this helps paint the picture so someone else can envision themselves in that experience. And the fifth is, what would be helpful for someone else to know? Usually, this gives additional details than their initial first thoughts. So kind of like my checkpoint when I'm talking with clients while I'm working with them, how would they describe it to somebody else? One, it gives me a little marketing research. And two, it helps them think about the question in a different way than just how they would describe it themselves. It's like, oh, I might describe it a little differently to somebody else. Yes. So good. I love those. It's such an easy way to be able to pull out the information that you're looking for. So would you recommend providing a template for the testimonial or do you feel like there's a better way to make it easy for them? The one thing I notice over and over is people want to help, but they're scared of a blank sheet of paper or a blank computer screen. <laughs> so I try to make it easy for them by giving them prompts. And what I do is I take the anatomy of a test of a powerful testimonial and I create questions from that. And you would tailor them to your situation, your business. Now you don't have to ask all five things, but the before and after are really important. And then, you know, making sure there's something that comes through about what it was like working with you. Um, the more you can, again, paint that picture for people, it'll help them connect. So first is just creating the questions as prompts. And then what I tell people is, You can just simply answer these questions and I can create a testimonial out of it, or you can use these as prompts to write it yourself. And the one thing I always think about with this is some people really pride themselves on their writing. 
some things that my clients have said are more powerful than what I could have crafted together myself because it's in their voice, their language, um, their emotion. And I, I think I even had a client say something like, this explanation mark, you need this. And I'm like, I would never have said that myself. You know, if I was taking their answers and written it into a testimonial form, I wouldn't have written it that way, but it really captured her voice. So giving people options is another way to make it easier for them. They get to choose. And then it's if it's been a while since you've worked together, um, providing a recap of what you did together. And in this case, it can be what the actual services were. They might not remember the exact verbiage. Uh, let's say I did a brand audit with somebody. I want to make sure that they're saying a testimonial that's specific to the brand audit. And I really might want to have them use that term. So it helps me to refresh it for them by saying, we did the brand audit and then we did X, Y, and Z. And these are things I remember that you said during the process. This is a great place to take notes while you're working with your clients. I always have my ear to the ground for testimonials. And so remembering things people have said, putting that together with the request it's less daunting for them. It's reminding them of here's what we accomplished. It refreshes their memory. And even so far as let's say you had something really impactful that they said in the past, you can ask them to build the testimonial from that. I had invoiced a client, a client once and she emailed me back saying, I love giving you money, Lisa. I was like, what? I'm so curious. What do you mean by that? And she said, I just, I love giving you money because of the value I get for it. And then she, I said, can you turn that into a testimonial? And she said, yes. So sometimes there's gold in things people are saying while you're working together that can be really, really useful. So even if it's been a year or two years since you worked with somebody, uh, think, look back, you know. Hey there, guys. My name is Melanie from Mostly Under Control, and I am a member of Jenny's Influencer Entrepreneurs Insiders membership. I've been a part of it since 2017, and over these six years, I've taken full advantage of the weekly trainings that Jenny offers and the monthly group coaching. The group coaching is probably my favorite part of the membership. Jenny has taught me so many things for my business. She helped me niche down and write and teach about what I wanted so that I wouldn't burn out. In addition to what she teaches, the networking I've done with other members has been invaluable. I recommend her membership to all of my online business owner friends because it is worth every single penny. This is giving me an aha moment. I'm sure you could see my face kind of change as you're talking yes, about this. Yes. I'm like, oh my goodness, there's so many times when things have been said directly to me and a quick email follow-up after saying, hey, could you take what you just said to me and kind of turn that into a testimonial based on your words? Oh, would have saved me a ton of time and them time. Yes. And that's why I say it's never too late. And, you know, I've honed this process over years and years and years, right? Like I, being a service-based business, testimonials and referrals are like the core of my business. So for me, it's kind of been essential to, to master this. Um, but I also think that, it's never too late. It actually is incredibly easy once you start implementing it. I mean, I had clients 
I spoke to a group and within like a day or two, someone's like, oh my God, I'm getting better quality testimonials already. So it's, it's one of those things where it doesn't take much. It's more just like training your brain to listen for those things people say. And those are opportunities. There's people drop gold everywhere. And then the other thing is just having a process to actually ask for testimonials as you go through working with clients. Yes. So smart. So how do I ensure the testimonial is genuine and authentic? I feel like we kind of touched on this, obviously, based in the last example a little bit, but could you kind of break it down a little bit more for me? Yeah, I think, I mean, the first thing is it does happen rarely, but there are people out there that they just make up testimonials and put their put them on the website, right? So we want to ensure that as much personal information as our clients are willing to share that they do. So that can be their photo, their name, their title, their business, or the industry that they work in. This doesn't mean that you aren't respectful. Let's say like, I mean, a therapist can't solicit testimonials, for example, but someone might be so excited with the work they did that they're happy to share it. But there's other industries where, you know, it's a matter of course to have the photo, the name and the title. So it's just kind of thinking about your industry. Um, And then secondly, I'm always happy no matter what someone's willing to give me. So there might be an occasion where they don't feel comfortable saying their business name or they don't feel comfortable saying the company they work for, but they're willing to say their um, their title or the industry that they work in, just not the actual business. Uh, another case might be, you know, they're comfortable putting their initials and they can put all the other stuff, but maybe they work for a really big company and they just don't want to be... Um, you know, there's there's something with ego and people like people don't want to be seen as weak. They don't want to be seen as needing help. And yet we all do. And so certain industries, it's just not rewarded to be as vulnerable as other industries. So I think just being sensitive to that. Yes. Um, then the next thing I would say is make sure it's not generic. I mean, I love hearing people say I'm great and you should hire Lisa but it really isn't anything of substance. It doesn't help someone who's reading the testimonial connect emotionally. Uh, There's nothing substantial that would help them in their selection process. So those were great early on, but they actually just don't do much. So the more details, the more emotions someone's willing to share, the better. And that's where those questions as prompts come in so handy because they really can shape the tone of what you're trying to elicit from somebody. Even the shortest version of a testimonial should say something impactful. Like I created a business one-sheeter and I only had space to have one sentence from three different clients on it. And I'm going to read them right now if you guys don't mind because I want to share how impactful something can be even when it's in a very short form. First one is, Lisa's a great partner to help you accelerate your brand and help your business shine in the market. She gave her name too. Second one, if you're looking for more direction, clarity, and focus on your brand, contact Lisa immediately. And the third one, I've invested in lots of places in my business. What I've done with Lisa is easily the best money I've spent. So you can see how each of them has a hard-hitting impact, even with one sentence alone. It doesn't paint the before and after concretely, but it does get at something that demonstrates the value, the impact, and the effectiveness. And the other thing with each of these, you know, I had a much longer testimonial. I just chose like what's going to be the most punchy, what's going to stand out. 
And the last thing with when you're thinking about which testimonials to place where, think about range. You know, in this case, each one highlights a certain facet of what I've been able to provide for them. And so they're not all, um, you know, (laughs) repetitive. They're not all in that same spot. And I try to think about that no matter where I'm placing my testimonials, if it's on the business one page or if it's on uh, one of my service pages on my website, if um, LinkedIn recommendations, like that's another place you can really have people make a recommendation for you. And so it's just making sure you get a mix. Yes. I love that you're talking about the fact almost of like categories, right? So for my products-based people that are creating a parenting course, if someone speaks about how you talked about potty training and then someone else talks about how you were able to give them ways for effective timeouts, like it kind of takes the different aspects of and shows what you're teaching and how they benefited from different areas of what you taught within that program. Yeah. And for somebody, you know, one person might be, um, so relieved on that emotional level. Someone's about the time, somebody, you know, each thing, someone, what's valuable to them is going to be different based on their own experience. And the bigger range you can show, the more it's likely that the person, the prospect is going to find something that they can connect with. Yes. Okay. So I am running into something right now. I feel like it's a certain time of year, but the follow-up, this is always a question that I get a lot from my audience when it comes to like pitching brands. Is it appropriate to follow up if I don't receive a response? Yes. I would say, especially with testimonials, when your clients have been happy, 99% of the time people are just busy and they forget to respond. They they caught that email, but they were in the middle of something else, or they're just happy for the reminder. And like I said, most people want to help. It's just you got to make it easy for them. And then a reminder is usually a nice little prompt. I would say if someone's already said yes, 100% follow up because they're they're definitely in. If they just haven't responded yet, um, just find that line for yourself where you feel like it's reminder versus pushy. And you know your clients or you know the people, the type of people you work with. I always am sensitive to, you know, is there an illness in the family or was someone traveling? Are there kids out on school break? You know, keeping those things in mind, but don't be afraid to ask because sometimes people want a break. You know, if their kids are home from school, well, yeah, maybe they might be caught up. But on the other hand, they might want a break. They might be checking their email because they need to clear their head. So I just think about it like, what's authentic for you and not to be afraid to take those steps. And if you don't hear something, you know, wait a certain amount of time and follow back up. Yes, definitely. I totally agree. I think the follow-up is just part of the process. It's just people get busy. Our inboxes are getting bombarded, especially around Black Friday, the holidays, this time of year is just insane. That is true. And things like that, when it's Black Friday, I would not during their that week leading up and maybe even a couple of days after for Cyber Monday, I just wouldn't because mm-hmm. someone's inbox is going to be probably pretty flooded. Um, the other thing I would say that we haven't touched on is I mentioned LinkedIn, but there are the things that we have in our control where we get to make the request for a testimonial, but there are sometimes places where you might want a testimonial to be put and you don't get to actually initiate it like LinkedIn or like Google business. So the thing I suggest there is get the testimonial first 
and then make it easy for them by uh, requesting a recommendation in LinkedIn, just include the body of the uh, testimonial that they've already provided and say, hey, thank you so much for giving me this great testimonial. Would you be willing to share it on LinkedIn as well? This way, it's already there. It's They don't have to go back and look for the email where they sent you that testimonial. The more steps you can remove, the easier it is and the faster they'll be able to take action. The other thing I would say with LinkedIn is a few of my clients have a full-time job and they have a side business. So I'm very aware that some of those clients will not feel comfortable sharing. So I only ask of the people who uh, actually list their business on their page, you know, so that's just something to keep in mind. The other one is um, Google business. And I haven't done this for my business because most of my stuff is through referrals and connections. But if I were using internet and Google as a main driver to get people in the door, um, you definitely want to start building Google reviews as well. And you just go in and there's a link that you can um, grab for that. And just email the people that have already given you that great testimonial and say, thanks again, would you be willing to do a Google review? And again, just keep it in that body. So it's one step, they don't have to go hunting anywhere for it. Right. And it just becomes that quick, easy copy paste and they hit the button and they're done. Totally. Do you feel like um, your audience, your group uh, have good ideas of where to use their testimonials? Is that something you should? Yes, because they're used to creating their sales pages and we definitely talk a ton about making sure it's by the buttons that are going to be for price and when you're trying to show your value. Um, Yes, for sure. Thank you though for asking that. (laughs) Um, tell me actually a little bit about your brand essentials checklist that you're offering. We are going to actually link to that in the show notes. Um, but I want to be sure that we kind of give them an idea of what they can expect to learn from that. Sure. Well, you know, it's that whole, you don't know what you don't know. I mean, I don't expect anybody to be an expert in branding unless that's their industry, you know, but branding is bigger than a logo. Um, There's even invisible parts of your brand. So this checklist reveals the essential items of a fully developed brand Many of them you might not know about or might not realize the value and impact of. So I built this checklist and the more items that you complete for your brand, the better positioned you are to market your business effectively. Branding comes before marketing, right? And even if you have a brand, it doesn't mean that you're using it as powerfully and as impactfully as what's possible. So when you download this checklist, you actually get to, it's an editable PDF and you can go in there and check off what you've already done well And what are the opportunities that you're missing that you may want to take a few more steps on? And I always think, you know, getting your business tight for the new year is always a great thing to do. Absolutely is. And I think too, like this is a perfect example of, yes, we think, like you said, we have our brand all together, but do you have testimonials? That's obviously part of building a stronger brand and probably not one that most people think of. So everyone listening needs to make sure that they hop over and grab that. You'll I'll know you can send me a DM on Instagram as well at Jenny underscore Melrose and I'll send it directly to your inbox. But if you are in your podcasting app, you can also just click right over and it'll be there in the notes as well for you to grab. Lisa, thank you so much for taking the time to talk on this topic. It really, truly is so impactful. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure because I feel like it's such an under 
appreciated and overlooked thing. And it can be make all the difference. The more you get powerful and effective testimonials, the easier it is for people to say yes. Absolutely. Thank you. My pleasure. All right. If you are not inspired to start thinking about ways that you can incorporate testimonials into what it is that you do so that you can start to listen for them and then get them on your website and onto your product pages, I don't know what you were listening to. Make sure that if you haven't already grabbed your brand checklist that you do that. Lisa is offering that and it is linked in the show notes. You can absolutely also always send me a DM on Instagram at Jenny underscore Melrose. But make sure that you go and grab that checklist so that you can really go through and look at ways in which maybe you're missing out on something within your brand. Because obviously testimonials may not have been something that was on your mind as it being part of your brand. And it absolutely is. All right, you guys, until next time, I will see you all then.